This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Welcome back in. You were listening to the December 21st, 2018 episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a Rotovis podcast dedicated to answering your fantasy football questions. And we are brought to you today by the fine folks over at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. I'm your host, Jeremy Hart of Fantasy Gumshoe, and joining me today on the show, one of my favorite dudes on the tweets. He's the editor for his very own site. That's rotobond.com and a writer for weei.com. And that's a co-host for the WEEI radio show, the Fantasy Football Hour. Welcome to the show, my man, Pete Davidson. You can find him on the tweets at rotoband. That's R-O-T-O-B-A-H-N on Twitter. Pete, my man, what's good? <laughs> um... Everything's good, man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk quite as fast as you, but I'll do my best. <laughs> we're we're a little bit older than than all the all the kids these days, right? So I, I grew up watching the, the Micro Machine Man, right? Like he was a really fast talking dude on all the commercials, and it, it was one day I aspire to be that guy, and I'm only half the man that he is. But I think that says something, right? You got a lot closer than me, bro. That's the <laughs> that's the bottom line. Well, and thanks for having me on, by the way. I've always I listen to this pod a lot, so it's cool to be on it. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure having you on here. And we're going to be answering all the questions for the week regarding uh, player and team outlooks, Dynasty Slants, DFS Rants, you name it. We have Week 16 now coming up here, Pete. It is championship week for those of us out there. If anyone out there is actually in the big game, odds are that they're there with people that likely didn't actually get them to the big game. And if they didn't make this far, it's likely because everyone that got them there shit the bed. What a wonderful weave. <laughs> so, Pete, having said that, give us a couple names that were high rollers last week that came out of nowhere that are actually a flash in the pan, as they say, and should not be trusted this week. Well, uh-huh. well I think Mike Williams obviously yeah. just went absolutely bonkers, and I think he's probably going to go back to, you know, light wide, re- wide receiver three status, something like that. So I don't think he's off the board or anything, but... I, though that was an unnatural event that occurred with Williams last week, and I think as long as uh, Allen is back, he'll go back to his typical role where he's sort of uh, hit or miss. And then I think another one maybe would be Wendell Smallwood, who sort of blew up a little bit. I think his role could actually stay the same, but much tougher matchup this week. So I think Smallwood's a guy where don't, don't chase the points with Wendell. You can chase the role, but not the points. Yeah, yeah, exactly there. And I think the latest report out of L.A. is Keenan's going to give it a go here. So that yeah. should that should give Mike Williams uh, back his uh, notor- 
notary status, I guess, as they say, of the, <laughs> of the next guy up. I don't know. I mean, he's been a red zone threat, but, I mean, good luck trying to figure out when that's going to be. And, of course, we've got the Baltimore Ravens up this week. It's just not a great spot for that. And then right. – yeah, yeah, Eagles. I mean, you want to be in the passing game. You don't want to be attacking with the run game right now. So, hey, you got Nick Foles on Not your bench. Not against Texans. Yeah, right. Fire up Nick Foles. It's uh, Nick Foles week, apparently. My goodness. Oh, this is only in week 16. I mean, we are reliving Billy Volick and Drew Bennett all over again. This is this is what I, we've come to. I've heard crazier things than Nick Foles this week. I've heard crazier things. <laughs> well, on the flip side of playing the Nick Foles of the world, uh, we happen to have somehow limped into the big game on the back of maybe some underperformers. Uh, Saquon Barkley, what are a couple names that go back to and nearly let you down last week, but, you know, if, if you're still there, you're still surviving, you limped into the big game, who can you go back to and trust? Uh, well, Barkley, right off the top, I think. You don't have a choice. <laughs> I mean, whether you trust him or not, you better put him in there. And I think, obviously, he's probably going to bounce back to a very high level this week. I think Juju bounces back. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill probably bounces back. You're certainly going to stick with them. I think Amari Cooper's a really good bet to bounce back. I think the matchup is much better for him this week. Um, you know, I think Tyler Lockett is a really good example of somebody who probably didn't, you know, didn't give us our touchdown last week. I think there's a good chance he'll get it this week. Probably a couple big plays to go with it. Um, and a guy I actually didn't play last week, but I know a lot of people did, is Ian Thomas. And I think people will run away from him big time because Cam's not in there. But the truth of the matter is, you know, Tyler Hickey right now is a better bet to get the ball to the tight end than Cam is. So um, I think Ian Thomas versus the Falcons, actually not the worst play in the world this week, you know, for what it's worth. I'm all about that. Ian, Ian Thomas training. I was on him a couple oh, of weeks ago. Oh, man, it, it, every dynasty roster I have has has Ian Thomas. Fourth, fifth round I'm rookie like, pick. Boom. I'm, I'm like six out of eight. Nice. <laughs> pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. Somebody got me. Somebody in Seinfeld got him from me. And uh, I think in the UDPL league, somebody got him from me. But other than that, I think every single league I got Ian Thomas. I traded up in one league to get him. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. And, I mean, these are the deep – dynasty sleepers that we love to talk about. And we're going to be talking a lot about these sleepers going forward here on the site of rotaviz.com. If you sign up for the site today, in fact, you're not just getting, you know, week 16, week 17, and the rest of the fantasy playoffs. In fact, it is the best time to sign up for your Rotoviz sub because, A, you're going to get a 30% discount by going to the rotaviz.com slash podcast page, and you can't beat that. And, B, you're going to get all of our dynasty content throughout the offseason following, uh, you know, the, the, the combine, the information, leading up to the actual combine and the draft. It's a beautiful time to sign up for rotaviz.com because, quite frankly, we are all just dynasty nuts around here, and we love talking about these deep prospects. So now literally is the best time because it's also going to kick off your 2019 season and leading in from there. So if you want a 30% off discount, get it now. Just go to rotaviz.com slash podcast and also support this pod. Subscribe to it, rate it, review it, give it five stars over on iTunes. If you're a fan of the show and you want to sub directly, to the fancy football mailbag feed do so it takes hard work uh, work getting the show out every week so do us a solid and hit that rate button and uh, we still have the patreon up now just five bucks a month guys five bucks a month is going to give you exclusive elite access to everything that we're doing on the site the 40 shows a month that we have going on and of course for 16 and 17 here we are still going to be doing those uh, live shows on sunday morning you might be thinking well what happens when the live shows get off well you see that's what patronship is 
is all about. It's about us putting our heart and soul into you every single week so you're giving back to us. That's right. It's just five bucks. Save your Starbucks. It's kind of like when you go in the line over to get your coffee, right? And you say, you know what? I'm just going to get this fine fellow behind me a coffee, and then maybe he pays it forward too. That's what this is all about. Pay it forward. $5, patreon.com slash Radio. And if you have any questions you want answered on this show, just email us, rotavizradio at gmail.com. We're going to be doing this show through Super Bowl weekend. I know you got playoff DFS stuff coming up. You're getting your Dynasty's teams uh, t- together and ready for next year, so stick around. We're going to be here. Here we go. All right, Pete, let's dive in, fire up the QQs for the week. Here we go, redraft PPR. I limped into the championship this week. Is playing it safe called Marlon Mack or is it called Keenan Allen? Oh wow! So that's an either or. This is a, well, this if, is an either or, yeah. Well, if if one of those guys can go to the bench, you're probably winning. First of all, but um, <laughs> I think the answer is Marlon Mack. That's yeah. Sad what did we to say? To? But I think the answer is Marlon Mack. I mean, look, the Giants. Not only do they not tackle well, they didn't even look interested in tackling last week. Um, you know, he's healthy compared to Allen, who probably will play, but is a little dinged up. And then you look at the matchup. Ravens, a uh, very tough matchup for Keenan. And, you know, Marlins, again, going up against those uh, perhaps low-passion level giants. So I- I'm all on Marlon Mack there. Yeah, you got to take Mack here. Sometimes you don't go with the guy that got you there, right? And uh, in this case, it wasn't Marlon Mack as I, he was injured most of I the might year. Look, I mean, I might look for alternative ways to get Keenan in my lineup, but it, it would not be over Mack this week, no. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Redraft PPR. Can I start Robbie Anderson over any of Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, or Kenny Galladay? I never know if uh, Cooks will be the guy, and it's uh, likely Gurley sits, so hang on to that thought there, buddy. Kenny is the target hog, likely to see all the attention, and Evans is also in a pace-down tough matchup versus a team likely pissed off from the week prior. So latest we have, Pete, my man is Gurley is not going to sit. He's going to give it a go here. Um, so all cards are off the table there. But nevertheless, Brandon Cooks seemingly is going to get the worst of said matchups, and Robert Woods would be the benefactor of not getting that cornerback coverage, as they say. So uh, what say you on this one? Huh. So I need to bench either Evans or Cooks or Galladay to get Robbie in my lineup. That's the basic thing. Yeah, that's the premise. He wants to start Robbie and wants to know if it's justified in this scenario. Well, I really do like Robbie this week. Mm-hmm. Um, those are tough guys to bench, though. If 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 I was going to do it, I would bench Galladay, first of all, because um, I think he's got a tough matchup with, what, Darius Slay? No, ex- no, no, excuse me, uh, Xavier Rhodes. Um, if I was going to bench one of them, it would be Galladay. So the question is Robbie versus Galladay. Um, I think it's a close call. I would probably do it. I would probably play Robbie over Galladay. Yeah, gosh, this is tough. I but mean, that's a really tough call. I mean, I, uh, it's tough. It, I, here's what I would say. And Robbie Anderson's healthy now. The, the, I watch the Jets every week. I watch pretty much every team every week. But I watch the Jets twice because I'm addicted to my Jet pain. And um, <laughs> the thing I would say about Robbie Anderson is he was hurting a good portion of the year. It was a high ankle, and he was not himself. But if you've been watching him over the past four weeks, he's gotten better every game. And I'm not talking about production. I'm talking about actual – Field movement. He looks better. He's getting out of his breaks. Um, he actually has come down weird on that foot a couple times and did not come up limping. It's something I've been looking for. So I'm pretty confident Robbie performing this week. Then look at the Jets. The Jets are a team 
where over time they've become a better funnel for targets than a lot of teams because so many guys have fallen away. I think there's a good chance that Inunua is not going to play again this week. Um, so really the target tree is like Robbie Anderson, Chris Herndon, Jermaine Curse, and a bunch of guys who've never been in my kitchen. So I think I would I would play Anderson and go after that that concentrated target uh, volume. I would do it. I think it's worth it. Yeah, you kind of spoke to concentrated target volume here, and that's the, that's the struggle in sitting Kenny Galladay too, right? Is because he's going to get all that, and, right. he, and and we saw it work to their disadvantage when they couldn't get the freaking offense moving. But last week, when nobody was on him, that's when we saw, hey, this can happen when you are literally getting twenty eight to thirty two percent of your team's target market share there. So I still want to keep Kenny in there, but I'm with you. I think the highest ceiling out of this group this week is still Robbie Anderson, just the way he can go over the top. So. I'll right. still take also, Robbie. I, I want to sit Evans or Cooks here, Pete, and this is the struggle, right? I I don't want to sit anybody in the, in the L.A. offense right here, but they seem to be on a downturn. I think okay. here's the crazy let's, thing. Well, I let's, think I'm just, let's talk about Evans and Cooks. Yeah, so I think, I think it's Evans. I think Evans is the sit here, and I think it's because he's going to get you a couple splash plays, but unlike Robbie Anderson, it's not going to do much for their offense, and, and they're going to be drawing a, a just a difficult – overall defensive matchup this week and I I mean what can Robbie do that you know what can Mike Evans do this week that Robbie can't do and so I think when you're looking at something like a projection system it's taking in the body of work now granted there have been the you know I got I don't want to call it a narrative bigger receivers have done the most damage to Dallas secondary but I just right. think in a, in a pace down matchup Jets are just gun blazing right now gunslinging all over the field I think I'd rather just sit Evans and worst case scenario Evans gives you that five for eighty type of line, and you expect that out of Robbie Andy. Uh, Robbie Andy, anyway. Okay, I, my thing with Galladay is, you know, last week I thought he had a little bit of a matchup. This week it's going to be tougher, so I don't know how much I love the volume this week versus last week. Um, this is a really tough question. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I would probably put Galladay down. Um, I, I just feel like Evans. Evans has that multiple touchdown upside that I can't run away from. And the thing about yeah. Cooks, the reason I can't bench Cooks is because I think the Gurley thing, he's going to play. But I don't know if Gurley's going to play a lot. And I mm-hmm. think it may come down to the passing game to win that game. Um, and I don't think Cooks is going to be so static that they're able to put, like, um, you know, Peterson on him all day. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and, and, and actually, Peterson's actually been playing side of the field a lot this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so mm-hmm. yep, I, I think Cooks is in line to make a couple big plays today. So I, I think if you look at the four guys we're talking about, I think the guy who could be a big crap out is either Evans or Galladay, and I'm going to look at the matchup and go and pull Galladay. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, these are ooh, this is a difficult question. This is the one that you're going to – and I wish we could have yeah. helped you a little bit more because there are cases for every single player on this for a start and sit. So, uh, hey, Wix, yeah. week 16, you're in the big game out there, fella. So uh, make it happen. Go pull down that championship. All right, Pete, give well, us that's your – like, That's the worst thing with start-sit questions is when you get a mm-hmm. question where all the guys are starts. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And that's, that, that's a good example of that. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. All right, Pete, give us your best and worst purchases you've ever made, uh, non-fantasy related. <laughs> let's go Let's go with the hashtag IRL oh, not- in real life. Okay, because I was going to go with CJ Proceis for 87 bucks in the Cat Pigs auction. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> uh, oh, that's great. That's great. I, I guess I should have just kept that to myself. I could have kept that to myself. Um, <laughs> best purchase I've ever made in real life. I'm going to go with the wedding ring I bought my wife. There it is. How pathetic. But it is. She's, I, you know what, man? I, I married up. There's no way around it. We, I mean, we all marry up. There's a reason we marry up because quite Not frankly. Not my wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, the the wives are supposed to marry down, right? Because the the wives are the fixers, right? Like they're the ones that make us better people on on this side. Because they, you know, we we you know, we're just we're awful. We're men, right? Like let's let's just be honest. We we need people be better to complete us. Yeah, exactly. I know mine completed me. Well, I'm still a pretty incomplete person, nevertheless. But uh, we're we're making strides. We're making strides. So give us give us a flip side, Pete. What's your worst purchase you've ever made? Worst purchase I've ever made other than CJ Prosos. Uh, I'm going to go with my current car. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not a big fan of, I'm not a big fan of my soccer van. I wish I'd gone a different way. <laughs> so, so true I'm, a, I'm a stay at home dad who works his tail off. So I, I'm, I do all the pickups and stuff. So yeah, I'm getting sick of my soccer van, man. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, sometimes I wish I had said soccer van because we went the we went the sub route, and it's great, it's fine, right? But the challenge is, is the kids are getting a little bit older, and so the oldest of the bunch has to sit in the back in the third row, right? And so what I had to do is either the kid's going to climb over the other kids to get back there or they got to go in through the back hatch. So generally, the oldest goes in through the back hatch, and it's kind of a pain to get up there a little bit. It's fine, right? Kids can do it. They're nimble. I took one of the little bathroom stools, and I keep it in the back of the SUV, and I put it down for any kids that want to get up into the back of the SUV. They got a little stepping stool to get in there, get in there too. Like, I think those SUVs, the way they come, they should come with, like, a little roll-out ladder that comes out the back of the trailer, right? So anybody can just take a couple steps onto the back of the SUV. Maybe I'm getting a little bit too into this here, but this is the type <laughs> of stuff that us dads have to think about, and that's why I wanted to go with said Honda Odyssey with the captain chairs in the middle because there's a lot easier access to the back row. There. The captain's the captain's chairs are pretty cool. I, you know, look, I had a, I had a Jetta 1.8 turbo before I went to my <laughs> soccer van, and I just, I just really miss it, man. Uh, I just really miss it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with, I, I had the, uh, I had. The, the CL Type S. And I mean, it was, it was a, a premium type of car, but it was, it was beautiful. There was buckets in the back, buckets in the front, and it was small and it would wind in and out of traffic. Not that I was ever speeding, of course. Never would I do that. And when you go <laughs> from a car like that and then you go into a family truckster, I mean, it's freaking Chevy Chase Clark Griswold all over the place. Okay. It like redefines it your life. If you could give me the the wagon queen wheel sport family truckster, I would drive that MFR with pride. Absolutely. <laughs> I, want, I want what eight headlights on the front. Give me yes. the yeah, absolute thing. Oh. I don't want the Arctic Blue Sports Wagon. I want the family truckster. We had that bad boy. <laughs> Metallic when... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kids these days will never understand. We grew up rolling around in the back of station wagons. No seats, no seat belts. It didn't matter. As long as you can get oh, your yeah. thumbs up for the headlights that are trailing behind you so you can get the flip headlights to, to blink at you like you were good. That was life. That's what we lived for back in the day. Giddy up, man. That's my childhood right there. I, I don't know why we're all alive. I really don't. I don't I don't know why we're all here right now. And the, the things that our parents got away with that we cannot get away with, it's just not fair. 
I'm going to move on from there. My pops used to let us stand up in the back of our um, Volkswagen Vanagon. We used to open the sunroof and stand with the upper upper bodies out of the car, like in that <laughs> scene in Big with the limousine. He used to let us do it all the time. Oh, he, that's he, cool. our, we would be, we would be taken away from him now. <laughs> Easily. Easily. DCFS is already knocking at the door. All right. Redraft. Uh, let me see here. Okay. D- no, this is DFS. If Gurley's ruled out, is John Kelly a cash lock? So some of these questions came in before, you know, this is news. We've got right, it rolling right. in. Uh, so basically, if Gurley is receiving clearance, how do, how much does he actually play? It's got to be the easiest week in chalk that you're obviously jamming in both Zeke and C-Mac. Who are the value-wide receivers to pair him with? So this is interesting, Pete because A, Gurley is going to play, but, you know, they right. are two touchdown favorites here against a team that's, you know, really got no motivation to play here. So to that end, you know, you, you can't trust Gurley in a cash game. You can't go to John Kelly. And now, you know, it it's what do you do with Christian McCaffrey now that we've got Henneke, Heineke, Heineken in, uh, doing the quarterback. And now, I mean, is that the, is the argument it's a better thing because now maybe the offense actually opens up with somebody that can throw the field further down 10 yards without an injury right now? Or B, maybe it inherently hurts C-Mac because of said injury to Cam. He was just dumping down to C-Mac all the right. time. So at this point, we know Zeke is the lock. But, you know, what are your thoughts on, on Christian McCaffrey and if there's any other value there to go with him? Uh I mean, I'm okay playing McCaffrey this week as long as McCaffrey's playing. I'm starting to hear rumblings that he, even he may sit, which just just guts mm. my soul because of a couple McCaffrey-led teams that I have in the final this week. But um, and, and by the way, I think if Gurley was out and John Kelly was starting, he would definitely be cash viable at 4K. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, but what's the question here? Other running backs that we might like this week? Yeah, well, the premise of the question is, okay, we know we're going to be playing Zeke and C-Mac here, and maybe there's going to be one flex of John Kelly. So that's pretty much out the door now. Um, right. But who are the value-wide receivers to pair him with? So, I mean, oh, okay. one of them aforementioned is we Robbie. We already talked to one. Yeah. yeah. Robbie, Robbie A at 4,500, I think, is I, – I, I think that's a cash play. In my opinion, I think you can play him in cash at that number. Definitely worth a look in GPPs. Um, I think Reynolds is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Reynolds, not in cash, but uh, in GPPs of 4,600 units against the Cardinals, he will probably be seeing the least of Peterson, I would think. Well, no, I, I Woods will see the least of Peterson. But I think at 4,600 units, the way he's been getting targeted, the fact that he really doesn't leave the field, uh, I, I would want some exposure to him in big tournaments. And then... Another cheap receiver I like this week is Antonio Callaway. Yes, uh, there it is. Against, yes. against the Bengals. Oh, 3,900 units. I, I, I thought he looked really good last week. Uh, and yeah, I mean, gosh, how, how can you, how can you not like a explosive receiver going against the Bengals with, uh, with Baker throwing him the ball? We're about to make some bad decisions here, folks. We are definitely <laughs> playing Antonio freaking Callaway and his Not seven cash. targets. I mean, it's, you got to do it. You just you have to do it. I mean, the dude is less than 4K, and you, clearly we all have been vindicated. Jarvis Landry is not a prototypical wide receiver one. And, I mean, if Baker Mayfield thinks it, you should think it. All right? That's all. That's all. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off that salt box now. But yeah, <laughs> you, you got to play the value wide receivers this week. Now, somebody, a lot of people are going to be trying to get up to, to nuke this week. Obviously, he's the best wide receiver play on the board. I don't think I'm going to get there in cash games. Quite frankly, I just don't think I'm going to get there. I understand the construction. I just don't know 
where I'm getting the salary, despite playing quarterbacks under 5K. I mean, Nick Foles, Heineke at 4K, Sam Darnold. There, there's just no way I'm going up top at quarterback. What about you? Uh, yeah, man, I have not really worked through that part of the process yet this week. Yeah. But, um, you know, I definitely would like to have Nuke in my cash lineup. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to work around and try a bunch of different combinations, see if I can get there. But ultimately, you may be right. It, it, it may not be worth the sacrifice. Yeah, but I, I mean, want Nuke exposure this week. Oh, baby, do I want Nuke exposure against those helpless street-walking Philly corners, man? Give, give me all of that. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's the only struggle I'm having is 8,600. And sure, the ceiling can yeah. can hit, right? But I mean, you know, you're looking at what you're paying for the C-Max of the world. So it's just, it, it's tough to get there, especially in a cash environment, at least for me. Uh, but moving on sure. here, Pete, if you had to become an inanimate object for a year, what object would you choose to be? Um, I I would go with the Resolute Desk in the Oval Office, um, just Ooh. so I could listen to what the hell's going on in there. What actually is going on in there? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't think. Call me crazy. I'm not sure we know. <laughs> no, no, we we definitely don't know. And that is, I think that's the sharpest uh, answer we've had for the year. That was that was very nicely done there. And All right. It, it's it's uh it's like, what's going back there? I never know what they're doing back there. Mom, <laughs> yeah, exactly. meatloaf, mom. <laughs> Trump. That's so funny. Can't you just see Trump yelling for the meatloaf from the Oval Office? I can totally see that. There's no ketchup with my meatloaf. Where's the ketchup? You're right. <laughs> I never know what they're doing down there with my meatloaf. <laughs> if you're late with his, if you're late with his meatloaf, he nunchucks you. <laughs> I almost nunchucked your ass. Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from from nunchucking <laughs> Donald Trump uh, on the podcast here, P- redraft PPR. Any projection system I've looked at so far is low on Josh Reynolds. After mentioned Josh Reynolds, understandably taking a seasonal body of work into account. Last week he got twelve targets, and week seven uh, or the, the week prior seven up from five, even eight the week prior. If the Rams need to win here, try to hang on to a top two seed. Wouldn't it make sense to go back to him over other? wide receiver three type or even wide receiver two types so uh yeah i mean we mentioned josh reynolds as a dfs play you know i i think i might end up he's definitely in the player pool for at least tournament uh in dfs maybe even cash i i get it this week i definitely do um but yeah so if you have guys like you know I don't think I'd take him over all Sean Jeffrey, but like even Allen Robinson, you know, you're definitely taking him over guys like Dee Westbrook this week on teams that don't have any motivation, but I'm kind of teetering him toward the low end wide receiver two as opposed to a wide receiver three this week. What about you? Um, I'm probably a little lower than you, but I, I like the thought process and I'm definitely I've got him in my wide receiver three range. I think pretty pretty he's I'd say that's a pretty much a definite. Um, this guy has not come out the field, like I was saying before. Since Cup mm-hmm. went down, this guy's basically played almost every snap from scrimmage. I have his targets uh, ascending over the last three weeks at 5, 7, and then 12. Uh, I think you might have said 8 instead of 7, so maybe let's go with your 8 on that. Um, so, you know, it, it, the targets have spiked to the point where they really can't get higher. I mean, Josh Reynolds, I can't see him getting in the teens with targets um, with the trio that he's a part of. Um, so I think that number probably starts to dip this week, but, um, 
I would imagine if you looked at like the air yards model this week, I would think he would be a stud in there. I'm just taking a guess. Uh, I definitely like him in GPPs to, to look, cause I think at some point, like this week or next week, at some point, all this usage is going to manifest itself in statistics, the ones we like. Um, so I definitely want exposure to him in DFS. I would not be afraid to use him as a third receiver championship week. Uh, but I do think there is some volatility as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it just inherent in the wide receiver position said volatility in general. And, and you kind of mentioned it, you know, you not being afraid to use him this week. I mean, this is the big game, right? Like the last attitude anybody out there wants to have is, I don't want to necessarily play this guy because he didn't get me there. Like, don't be that person. I mean, you don't have to go with the guys that get you there. Like that's like just the oldest moniker in the book to go against. And, and this is the time to take stands. This is the time to take chances. This is playoff championship Super Bowl weekend. And now it's not the only bowl that's out there. Bowl season is here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Do not be that guy with no rooting interest as your friends and relatives sit around watching the game. Not this year when there are a record 41 bowl games to bet on, including the national championship on January 7th. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service and they offer the craziest props in town. Where you bet is just as important as what you're betting or who you're betting on. And if you want to take and make money during bowl season, you got to go to MyBookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now. MyBookie Get a load of this. They're going to give you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for your bowl season. That's a 50% deposit bonus. Nobody does that anymore. I'm telling you, nobody. So get on over there, 50% deposit bonus over at my bookie. Use promo code ROTOVIZ when you deposit to activate your offer. That's promo code ROTOVIZ. At my bookie, you play, you win, and you guessed it, you get paid. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. All right, jumping right back in here, Pete. We've got the fuck Mary kill for the week 16. Uh, <laughs> but looking back toward week 15, you did me wrong, boo. So here we go. We've got Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, and Keenan Allen. All of these guys just uh, making, making, making bad memories, making just dirty, sad, scrooged, bad Santa memories this holiday playoff championship season. <laughs> So I, I choose one for each, eh? Is that the game? Yep, yep. So you got you got to do one. You got to you got to stay with one, and you got to get rid of one. Okay. Well, I'm going to stay with Barkley. There's no doubt about that. Um, I'm killing Fournette. That's easy. And uh, <laughs> I guess I guess Keenan and I are going to get it on. <laughs> oh boy, Keenan. Uh, you know, I, 
I've always had a thing for Keenan, but this year, I don't know, maybe he's right. He's kind of been a little bit of a baby, a prima donna, if you will, right? And well, it's it's all about the targets with Keenan, you know. I mean, he, he first half was really low target stuff, and and he got a little bit back to that high target Keenan over the second half, and it looked great. And then last week he missed a touchdown by like you know about six inches, and that was it. What are you gonna do? Yeah, see, I almost, that's the case why you want to marry Saquon, right? Because oh yeah well I guess yeah you you have well, to marry Saquon. There's yeah, a lot of reasons to marry Saquon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess here's yeah that's a struggle. Like you you just want to kill Lenny and you want to kill Keenan here because Lenny like you you do Lenny and geez you never know what kind of bipolarism is going to come out there if he's going to end up punching <laughs> you afterwards. And with Keenan, well you got to like, finish the job. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with Keenan, you just got to constantly stroke him, right, and 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 just make him feel all nice and warm and toasty, and and just just smother him with hugs and kisses, aka targets. Otherwise, he's never oh. going to be happy. So it's like, yeah, that's that's it's like in my girl. best interest. I'll do it. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Touche. All right, Sorry, got you off there. <laughs> no, no, you're all good. So so we're going to take it from there. If you were given full reign to redesign the food pyramid, Pete, what would the Rotobon food pyramid look like and i keep calling it rotoban i don't know why it's rotoban right but like i think of no Roto- no no you, no you got it okay okay Roto-ban. all right sorry like, about you know, that the original idea was we were going to be like the fastest fantasy thing ever we were going to be like the rotoban you go as fast as you want excuse me the autobahn that's where it came from yeah the the, the most efficient highway in the world where you know we could right. learn something from that one but but i've aged a lot since the site opened and it's a lot slower now, so. <laughs> Yeah. What are you going to do? Actually, next year is going to be our 10th year. It's crazy. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. That's a, yeah. that's, yeah. that's a 10-year. That's I mean, you got to have Keenan Allen over for that one. Yeah, well, yeah. Sounds like we're going to have him over and get it on, so we're ready. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's, it is funny how that stuff works. I, um, it, when I started Rotobon, like, the fantasy world was so different than it is now. There was no such thing as DFS. Uh, there was no such thing as best ball. Dynasty was really starting to, like, you know, find its stride, but it wasn't a really big deal. And, you know, we opened up as basically a redraft site because that's pretty much what the world was. And now we do, gosh, so much. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I'm, and I can't, for, I, I, I'm really excited about week 16 and 17, but, and, and then playoff DFS. I mean, just having a whole week to do my DFS, I'm excited about in the playoffs. That's going to be fun. Um, but I'm really looking forward to like rookie film. That's right around the corner for me. I can't wait. That's a beautiful time. We'll get, well, before we get into rookie film, I, I, I apologize. I derail the show like I so often am want to do. <laughs> uh, so give us, give us your food pyramid. What's, what's the Rotobot oh, yeah. food pyramid look like here? Well, I mean, I would reclassify whiskey as food. That's like my first thing. Um, and I would put that up in the little triangle at the top. Um, so it all flows from whiskey. And then, you know, like the elves with syrup, like whiskey is one of my big food groups. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, and then the rest of the foods can pretty much stay where they are. I, I would, I, I would want stricken from the earth if possible would be beets and then also I think parsnips if possible. Like what the hell is a parsnip anyway? Parsnip, beet, and a freaking Brussels sprout. If you are out there and you are actually trying to tell me a Brussels sprout tastes good, just 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 don't. Just stop. It's just... so funny because like uh, you know Matt Harmon's like Mr. Brussels sprout, right? Oh and, yeah. And oh, I, yeah. I, I'm Egregious. the one person in my family who really 
it's not that I can't eat Brussels sprouts. It's that the smell makes me want to just mm-hmm. like decapitate myself. And <laughs> I mean, I just like, I want to detach myself from my nose somehow. It's that bad. Um, so I actually, this is a true story. And this, this happened within the last year. Like I, I, I basically just threw down the gauntlet with my family. I'm like, I will not cook Brussels sprouts in this house anymore. I'm not doing it. I can't take it. And um, I, I came up with a way to cook them outside on the grill. I grill Brussels sprouts now. I use, a, I use a cast iron pan, and I cook Brussels sprouts when I grill chicken or steak or whatever the heck else I'm cooking. And the funny thing is the family likes it more, and it only stinks on the porch now. So I have found a winning way to eat Brussels sprouts. The, no, there's no winning way to eat Brussels sprouts. I'm sorry. Like just Okay, I'm with you 90%, but I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you I found a workaround and I'm sticking with it. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely dig the workaround there. I mean, it does, <laughs> they smell bad. No matter any way they've been prepared, I've never actually sat there and said, mmm, this Brussels sprout tastes good. Like you can say no. asparagus tastes good. Like it tastes great, whether it's grilled, whether it's baked, whether it's crunchy, whether it's oh. steamed. It doesn't matter. Asparagus uh, tastes great. I'm sending asparagus out with the parsnips man i can't oh, i no. cannot do it. Oh, no, no can't do it <laughs> it's at the bottom of said food pyramid not even if you dip it, it in the it whiskey is, huh? it is but you know again it's, my wife and daughter love them so i mean i make them but i usually have like green beans on the side for me or something like that you can't go wrong with green beans you cannot go wrong with huh. green beans even the two-year-old yeah. will eat the green beans, so you can't go wrong with green beans. I, I do the I, – I have a really good uh, local market that I go to, and they have the really good wax beans and the green. So I take the yellow and the green. You mix them together. Mm. looks nice. tastes good. It's great. That's the way to do it. That's the pro move right there. All right. Well, give us the pro move on this next one, uh, Pete. We've got a PPR start three out of Julian Edelman, Chris Carson, Derek Henry, Tariq Cohen, and Tyler Boyd. And, yes, I got into the big game because of Carson and Henry and Cohen. The league absolutely hates me right now. Wow. <laughs> well, you know what? Guy. That's their problem. Um, <laughs> well, I, I Henry's at the top. No way you're taking that guy out. Um, Edelman. I think was locked in before the Gordon thing. He's definitely locked in now. Uh, Boyd's got a neat thing, whether he plays or not. I don't think you want to get into Boyd this week. Nope. So I, for me, it comes down to Cohen and Carson. Um, I, I, I tell you what, when I watched Seattle last week, Carson was getting up slow a lot towards the end of that game. He left for a couple plays. He did come back in. I think I'd go Cohen over Carson this week, personally. It's close, but I just feel like Tariq Cohen is healthier. And I like the matchup Bears at Niners. I'm going to go Cohen upside versus Carson's floor. I'm with you there. I think there's more paths to Carson. I don't want to say scripted out because it was like he got, what did he get, like seven targets last week and caught them all? Right. All of a sudden, when we were expecting that to only be Mike Davis. So I, I get the Carson play, but I'm with you. I'm with you on Cohen because I just think. You know, I, I I was about to go down the motivation route, but they, they both these teams have the motivation behind them right now. So, yeah, I mean, both sides of the ball, Cohen's going to be involved and, you know, a little bit more design-type plays for him. So I, I just, yeah, I, I like the floor of Cohen, and that doesn't seem like Cohen should be a floor play, but I think now in this offense, the way they're built, I mean, Jordan Howard is the guy that, you know, maybe they get in a positive script and they use him a couple times, but pound for pound, Cohen's the guy. He's the lead back in Chicago. So I'll go that route with you as well. Right. And and look, one th- one factor here, and I think we, this is, I think, a reasonable thing to bring up, 
is the one o'clock games will basically be over before you have to make a decision on Cohen and Carson. So if for some reason you're smoking the team you're playing and you just want to put, take Carson as a floor play, that can make sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can I can dig that as well. Right. So you can do a horses for courses on that particular component. Oh, nice. Nice ref there. <laughs> um, Dynasty Outlook, can I get a price check, pulse check on Sam Darnold? I wrote it as Sarnold here. Uh, that's what happens when you put outlines together at 1 in the morning. Can I get a pulse <laughs> check on Sarnold and Robbie A? I have both on a team, and I'm wondering if now is the time to sell to a rebuilding team for the future. Also, is Lev Bell going to end up as a Jet? So, I mean, Sam Darnold, wow. it's not like if you drafted him, you were depending on him. So, I, you know, he's got to right. be your, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting this is a deep dino, 20 to 24 roster spots, maybe even more. I'm not selling Robbie A. I mean, I get it if you want to, but I don't understand why, as that offense does up and come and they do build more pieces around him. I, I, Sam Darnold's a G, Pete. I mean, that's my thoughts on it. So I just keep the damn pair. I don't know. What do you got? Yeah, I'm actually suddenly going over to Roto World, and I, I want to. Robbie Anderson's contract. I, I don't. I don't like doing this stuff from memory, but I think Robbie Anderson is either restricted or free agent at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that would be a factor in your decision making. Um, let me just take a look. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a restricted free agent. So I don't know how that's going to really play into whether he comes back or not. Um, my take would be the Jets need him. I don't think the Jets can play around with Robbie Anderson right now. They don't have anybody to replace him, not even close. So unless they're going to do a major restructuring of the receiving core, I think they're going to have Robbie Anderson coming back. I think they'll find a way to to get him back, whether it's on a one-year thing or whether they extend him. Uh, and I think he'll probably be the most targeted receiver for the Jets, or at the very least, the leader in air yards for the Jets. So I. Maybe not target leader, but quality target leader, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think Sam Darnold is an aggressive quarterback, and I like that. Um, so if you if you if you drafted Sam Darnold, what was it, eight months ago, nine months ago? Um, I think you have to feel better about him now than you did then. I do at least. Uh, I feel like Darnold's rookie year has been more confirmation uh, than uh, concern. Uh, I mean, certainly he's played like a rookie at times, but I've seen all kinds of NFL-level stuff from him, high-end NFL-level stuff, the kind of stuff you want out of your fantasy quarterback. Uh, so I, I, I would not be looking to move Darnold. I would not be looking to move Robbie A unless he just crushes the next two weeks and people are like yeah, yeah. singing his praises and his marketability goes to the roof. I would say that those guys are good to have around. So I would not be... If I'm selling, I'm selling high. Let's put it that way. Uh, as for Le'Veon Bell, I do not want him to come to the Jets uh, as a Jet fan. I think that would be a dumb idea to take all your free agent money and put it into a running back with a lot of mileage. I think that's not a good way to go about maximizing your talent level and turning yourself into a winning team. Having said that, yes, he will be a Jet. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally because a Jet thing to do, yeah. Because Jets are going to Jet and... Uh, you know, he's he's probably going to be really good for fantasy, so. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, Sam Darnold, I don't understand what where all the hate was coming from. I mean, the dude was throwing passes to, you know, undrafted free agents, seventh-round right. picks, sixth-round picks. And, I mean, for crying out loud, cut the kids some slack for jumping into a situation like that and doing what he was doing was just – just remarkable, and it was frustrating because I targeted the Jets' offense specifically as best value, uh, best ball value. Robbie A, Quincy Anunua, um, you know, I don't think I took Jermaine Curse in a couple of spots or not, but um, you know, it was just one well, of those. Powell. Yeah, they it was the offense that you expected to get some production out of, and I mean, they were they were way cheaper than the cost should have been. If you just kind of sit down and do projections, you say, wow. Somebody has to catch passes in this offense, and Sam Darnold probably going to be the winner coming out of that group. So I still like that Jets offense going forward, despite them wasting their uh, eventual money on Lev Bell, like you said. All right, Pete, <laughs> so give us a Shark Tank app idea that does not exist today. What is an invention or an innovation, something the world needs that does not have today? All right. Well, I came clean with you beforehand. Though. I've never actually watched Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to you got to fix that though. Only only okay. one of the greatest. Like if when you're doing rankings and you're doing projections and waiver wires, like you just need some background noise in there. Like I can't focus, focus. Like I need some background noise to keep focus. If that makes sense. Shark Tank, I, the perfect show for that. I can see that. I mean, I figure I read bales. I shouldn't have to watch Shark Tank, but you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm with you. Um. Uh, an app that I would like, I, I, I would like an app that rejects all bad trade offers automatically before I have to look at them. How about that? <laughs> We can we can create that. I mean, we could probably create people, a con, you, uh, connoisseur. You guys probably could. Uh, people don't like playing Dynasty with me because I'm not a big trader, um, and I'm a little bit slow to reformulate counteroffers and stuff like that. Um, but I'm a film guy. I do tons of work. I draft the guys I like, and I generally and and I'm patient. So I'm I'm, t- I'm tough to trade with. I admit and, it. And you should I, be but tough I don't, to trade. But I don't with. apologize for it. And and you should need to apologize for it. Yeah, I think we can make a service Turn out there. People, I should. <laughs> Notrade.com. And it's really just people that go in, you give them administrative access over your teams, and then they filter out a sub mailbox that you share um, for said purpose, and then they go in and respond to all your trade. And You you, you just got to build the guidelines and the rules and what to look for and what not to look for, and they can be your buffer. They can, they can be your administrator, your senior executive administrative assistant for trades, all things trades related. And I think that's a pretty nice concierge service. If we're going to build one out, I think that would be it. Yeah, I mean, like, I just, you know, it's the trade offers, you know, those, oh, well, it's just a starting point. It's like, dude, that offer was an end point. <laughs> that was not a starting point offer. <laughs> Those people are the you, worst. The you, worst. You lost. You lost me from the get go on that offer. And I play in. A, I, I play in Capitalist Pigs. There's like 56 teams in that league. So you know, we're talking about a lot of. Oh, a lot of those offers. Like like Odell Beckham <laughs> Jr. right now, right? It's, oh, yeah, he hasn't performed in a couple weeks. He's in a down situation right now. Let me go ahead and uh, submit you an offer for OBJ. I'll give you Robbie Anderson. And, hey, what do you want for OBJ? Just want to just want to get your thoughts. Well, why the frick did you send me an offer for OBJ for Robbie Anderson? When you know I'm not going to click accept. Like if I accidentally clicked accept, what are you, are you going to be then that guy that says, "Oh no, no, you clicked accept. We have to do this trade now." Like seriously, go eat a pile of are, poop. Are there are there people who actually do that? Who there, actually throw out the 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 
the 20 for a single offers mm-hmm. just on the just on the off chance you're going to click accidentally the wrong button they unfortunately do exist wow well let, i just let me just anybody who's in any of my leagues I am compulsive about making sure I hit reject, so it's never going to work. Um, and <laughs> hey, while I've got just one second, while I was talking about, I mentioned the Pigs League. I just want to give shouts out to uh, Julie B for fun, to uh, Spriggs, and to Johnny Boriev, the three folks that I'm going up against in the finals of Pigs this week. Uh, I'm rooting against y'all, but you're good people. Good people. <laughs> oink, oink. We'll be Pigs. Uh, another yeah, Clark Griswold. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you, Scott Fish, for everything you do for everyone <laughs> outside of fantasy. He, I mean, he's he's good not people. the bomb. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I don't know how he does it. I, 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 I commission three 12-team leagues, and it feels like the world is on top of me. This guy commissions leagues with 700, 800, 50, 60. It, I, I don't know how he does it. I really don't. I would say he's probably got a little help uh, from Jack Daniels. That's uh, <laughs> Clark Griswold Sr., Jack Griswold, well, I think. He, and, uh, he was able to operate under my new uh, food pyramid nicely there. Yes, indeed. Me, I would not be able to operate under that food pyramid because I, I, apparently these days I can only have coffee. You, you try to give me a little bit too much JD and I'm just going to be bouncing off the walls, making some bad decisions, you know, um, going streaking down the, down the street or something like that. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, rapid fire, week 16 edition. All right, Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon? Uh, I go Chubb this week. I, yeah. I want as much of the Bengals as I can get. I like Mixon a lot, and he's game script proof. But now, I mean, yeah. it's 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 week sixteen. You're in Cincinnati. What do they get to play for? Nothing. You got to question his want to drive. Am I right? Yeah, and and how about their potential want to limit his touches this week? Of course. Yep, Chubb it is. I mean, Mar- he, he he's broken out the last couple of weeks with more touches, but he was in that ten to fifteen range for five to six weeks where Gio was playing more. I mean. If I were the Bengals, I would be thinking about bringing it back to that level. So, yeah, I'm going Chubb. Yeah, there, there's no – Mixon shouldn't even be on the field at this point. Um, Marlon Mack or Lamar Miller? Lamar Miller is questionable. Looks like he's going to give it a go, but uh, not 100%. Mack City. Mack it is. Mack Daddy. Antonio Brown or Juju or Michael Thomas? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to take Michael Thomas. I think I'm with you there as well. How about a Rob Allen Robinson or the the Golden Boy Robbie Anderson? I'm going Robbie. There that it one, is. I don't, I don't really think that one's very close. I think it's close. I, that hurt, but Robbie A, yeah, I'll go Robbie A on that one. I mean, Allen Robinson's part of an ensemble offense. They're using five, mm-hmm. six targets. Uh, Robbie Anderson's, uh, you know, he's like Diana Ross, and the rest of the Jets are the Supremes. So I'm going Robbie. <laughs> Nice. Robbie Anderson as Diana Ross might be the title of this show. Uh, George Kittle or Jared Cook? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, oh, boy, I hate saying this. You know, Cook has had the usage. He's got the matchup. Rationally, he is the choice. I have a really strong personal aversion to Jared Cook uh, due to repeated... <laughs> Due to repeated failure in smash spots that I felt were smash spots that apparently were not. Um, I gotta be honest, I would probably wrongfully play Kittle. If that makes any sense. <laughs> I mean, um, I, the I don't brain think... says Cook, but my, but the rest of me says Kittle. 
Yeah, I think uh, that, that there's like an R. Kelly reference in there somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, like, listen, I I I heard somebody smart on Twitter yesterday saying that Kittle's yak is unsustainable, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, I want to give credit, but I can't remember who said it. Um, and I think that, that there's a lot of truth to that because he's had mm-hmm. gobs of yak, which is ridiculous. But I also think it's fair to point out. That if you watch their scheme, Shanahan sets these guys up for Yak. That's the whole thing. They come out of breaks, they get the ball, they extend the play. That's the design. That's how it's supposed to work. So it's not a fluke that, you know, that Pettis and uh, Kittle are getting good Yak. I think it'll continue, but not at the same level. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's going to keep, I think it's going to keep coming pitch. to the surface, right? It's, it's not, you, you can't depend on how they always get that yardage. There's going to be some volatility there, but you can expect it to resurface again in the form of, holy crap, he just came out of the break. He got another 40 yard gain on that. And now they're going to pound Kittle, it three more times. Yeah, yeah. George, George Kittle's a real thing. He is not some flash in the pan. He is a legit thing. Uh, Jared Cook is a flash in the pan, but. For this week, the only thing that matters is the score this week. I think they're like dead even, to tell you the truth. Both really good plays. Um, I would play Kittle because I've had so much personal pain from Cook. All right. And then what about Evan Ingram or Vance McDonald? And I'll have to say, I don't know if OBJ is playing right now, but we'll also throw in, if OBJ is out, does that make a difference? I would play Ingram either way. Um, obviously Ingram is a better play if OBJ is not there from a target point of view. Um, I just, at this point playing, I know that tight end matchups are something that gets a little bit noisy. Um, I'm on Rotobis, so I'm trying to use some data terminology. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, but the Saints are a legit brutal matchup for tight ends. They have really eaten a lot of guys. I know Brait snuck in there with a lucky touchdown a week or so ago, but other than that, it's been pretty ugly. They shut Ertz down. I'm going to avoid them. And I'm going to play Ingram. Yeah, I'm with you there. Definitely with Ingram. It looks like as of Thursday, OBJ limited practice participation right. was available for media, whatever that means. Uh, the, I, he I looks just, 90% out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. I mean, I just, even in the same sense of the Giants, I, I mean, why why put Beckham out there? Why put Barkley out there? I, I just, I, I don't get some of these teams what they're doing, but it, yeah. I mean, if you're the Giants right now, I mean, look, winning is losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, who are we kidding? <laughs> what about uh, Mahomes or Benrod? Who you got there? Oh, Mahomes. With you there. How about Trubes, Trubisky Goat, or Russell Wilson? Oh, that's harder. Um, those are good plays. I like both of those plays. Uh, but I think I'm going to go Russ just because I trust him more. Fair enough. Fair and enough. And I also, I, and I, I also think Trubisky is a guy who's a running quarterback with a recent AC sprain. So you know, I think he's more risky for an early knockout than Wilson. Than in Week 16, I might make that a small factor in my decision making. No, and I think that's a that's a prudent point to make. Is you know they're, they're coming into the playoffs here. They don't necessarily want Trubisky going off for 70 yards rushing. Uh, you know, if they can avoid right. it leading into the playoffs, and and Russell hasn't been getting that Russell uh, that that Russell work, that rushing work, anyhow. And so I think at that point, then you're you're asking yourself who's going to be a little bit more effective and efficient in the passing game, and that's clearly Russ. So I, I right, and 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 we worry about Russ's volume, right? Mm-hmm. This would appear to me to be a game where they you know it might be forced volume, which is great. Yeah, yeah, indeed. 
All right, Pete, give us a favorite or popular movie. Change one letter in the title. What's the new plot? What's it all about? <laughs> okay. Um, I actually I thought about this a little bit, and I'm going to stick with the um, Capitalist Pigs mo- motif in, in, in honor of Scott Fish's uh, Capitalist Pigs League, which I'm somehow still alive in. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, changing the A to an O in Jurassic Park. So it's now Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> and I don't know exactly what that does to the movie. Um, I guess it's like an island with killer hogs. Or yeah, these are prehistoric beasts. These are, these right, are the so, Cujos of pigs, right? Right. So I guess we could get uh, to see a, a, a massive wild boar eat Jeff Goldblum. That would be, that'd be sort of cool. Could you? It'd make a good movie, right? I mean, and, and of course, in movies like science can take care of anything. Like they went back in time, they cloned pigs to be the size of Tyrannosaurus Rex, and now you've got this big, massive pig. Okay, so, <laughs> so if you've got a pig the size of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and so you would think a pig that big is going to have like how smart is that pig going to be? Because they're really smart, small, right? So. If you're going to take a Tyrannosaurus Rex and put him up against a T-Rex-sized pig, who wins? I don't know. I mean, it's a dumb-sounding movie for sure, but like what's that <laughs> what's that what's that new movie out where like um where like all the cities are on wheels? What is that called? Oh, I have no have idea. You seen that? No. You haven't seen that where like 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 London is now like a car, it's like a city on wheels and one city's attacking. It's like some post-apocalypse thing. Oh, what the heck is it called? Oh no, that sounds oh. pretty cool though. I'm gonna have to look that one up. It is a, it makes it makes Pacific Rim or whatever that movie is where like you get inside, you know that movie where they get inside yep. a giant robot. Yep. It makes that movie look like intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Movies are going the wrong way, man. We're running out of ideas or something. Oh, yeah, we really we really are. I'm, I, I think mean, the I'm... Aquaman movie, really, dude. Seriously, Ant- Ant- Aquaman Man. movies. Aquaman, Ant Man. I mean, my goodness, this is just this Aquaman is... looks so freaking bad. Um, oh so wait, bad. we you got to pick one though. It's got to be T Rex or the gi- gigantic, ginormous oh. pig. It's well, Jurassic Park. Pigs are made to be eaten, so I'm going with T Rex. Fine. <laughs> I think I think T Rex likes bacon as much as we do. You're probably right about that. We draft streaming D's, uh, Dolphins, Packers, Titans. Uh, these are the three called out in this question here. And okay. I guess if you uh, know anybody else you want to call out, if there's anybody else you want to call out. Well, those uh, Dolphins and Titans, those are good ones. Uh, I think I go with the Titans. I mean, those two tone teams have a lot of similarities, but you know, Washington. I, in theory, should still be playing to win, so I think they will open. They'll open it up and expose their quarterback a little bit more. I think than Jacksonville will. Um, you know, obviously, I think both of those games are games where both teams are going to want to take the air out of the game a little bit, which is bad. But I think you'll get more opportunity this week against Washington. I, I'd go with the Titans. I'm with you there, 100% as well. All right, Pete, the moment in history you would choose to go back in time and witness in person. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, uh, Jesus resurrecting Lazarus. Uh, that's something I'd like to witness. I think if, if I could witness that, it would solve really every other problem I have with uh, with life. So I'm going to go for that. It, it, it gives you everything that you need, every, anything tangible. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. I So true story, it really nothing to do with Lazarus. Well, kind of. Metaphorically, <laughs> I guess. So we used to have a South American red-tailed boa constrictor, okay? And this thing was like my baby. 
when I was growing up, maybe 14, 15 years old, you know, get home from school, hold it for a couple hours throughout the, the, the day and the evening and whatnot. Well, at one point, this boa, beautiful looking boa. And, and let me just throw out there, I would never own snakes again. Like, I don't understand what the frick I was thinking, feeding them and pinkies and live mice as they get older. And it just, I, it, none of that. It interests me at all anymore. That's I, a costly I, diet, too. Yeah. Well, I, I did it. Um, I Well, I didn't eat the mice, the snake eat, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know why, but I did. But <laughs> nevertheless, this boa comes down with mites. And these little black insects, they burrow under your skin, snake uh, scales, what have you. And, you know, any pet store that we would go in, like, hey, this the snake has mites. How do we get rid of it? And every single pet store owner would say, Oh, how many does he have? Eight, nine, twelve, and we would say in the hundreds. And they'd kind of, oh my gosh, I, I don't know, that snake is gone. get out of my Sorry. store right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this snake. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you expect to save him. Well, despite all said odds, we put this snake in the family bathtub for a couple weeks straight in in just a, a small amount of lukewarm water. It just to, to continuously get these mites to wash off the snake skin day after day after day. And, I mean, this snake was shriveled into nothingness, right? Like the never-ending story, like the nothingness was coming for this boa constrictor by the scale to take it out. And we turned the scale around. We turned the snake around, and he ended up living. He ended up getting to, like, five and a half feet before we said he's too much for our house, and we ended up selling him in a reptile swap. But nevertheless, we named him Lazarus to bring it all back because he, quote-unquote, came back from the dead. True story. Well, right, at the, right at the end, I learned something. There are reptile swaps. I did not know there were reptile swaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where <laughs> a bunch of hillbillies get together on a monthly basis in said <laughs> suburb somewhere. And there, there's there's lizards, there's snakes, there's there's iguanas, there's alligators, there's all kinds of different oh, things. Man. We used to actually, me and, and my father, used to breed uh, corn snakes. And we'd bring them to the reptile swap and, and we would trade them or we would sell them. At one time, we somehow got lucky into an albino corn snake, just red eyes, white skin from from front to back, and that thing sold for three hundred and fifty bucks. I want to say so. You know, as long as you got a good old cigar box and and a heated heat lamp and something, then you can you can make these things happen. But again, now I've got kids running around. Do I really need a snake getting out and running around? Absolutely not. Get it out. That's of good house. money though, man. That's better than winning an MFL ten. Yeah, this is true. That's solid coin. I don't know. I don't know if the ROI is there in terms of how much time is allotted into said investment, but uh, yeah. So they. So they. The same same could conceivably said for NFL tens, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take us out of here, Pete. Sizzling, smoking, scorching, hot take for week sixteen. Oh boy, Uh, I think I'm coming up short on this one. Um, Going in, it was going to be Edelman. I thought he was going to smash. But that's sort of like a lame take now that Gordon is out. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 all right, so I'm going to shuffle Thanks back. A lot, Gordon. And, and, we, and we've hit Robbie Anderson too many times. Like, I think Anderson's going to smash this week. I'm all over him in DFS. Um, I, I will be playing him in a seasonal final as well. Um, so I think Robbie's a great play this week. I think Marlon Mack is going to crush it. Maybe that's the one. Uh, I think Marlon Mack at 5,500 might be the best value play on the board this week for DraftKings. There it is. There it is. Marlon Mack, a buck thirty and two. Is that fair? Uh, it's got to yeah, be high. I think that's. It could be. It could be a buck ten and three. It could be a buck eighty and one. It, I mean, it, he's gonna. He's gonna put up a 
just a ton of stats on the Giants. Unless somehow the Giants, you know, find their football Jesus since last week. I just don't see it. They they were so lethargic. I mean, when you watch them play last week, some of Henry's runs, he's just bouncing outside. There's nobody there. They're not setting the edge. They're not tackling. You know, again, unless somehow they found it between last week and this week, I think Mac is going to just crush. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I mean, Marlon Mack is going to bring back Lazarus. That's the type of week he's going to have, and that's going to do right. it. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a word of this podcast, and we are dedicated to answering your fantasy football questions. Hey, if you're out there, you're still here, you're still needing us, hit us up. Rotovizradio at gmail.com or on Twitter at Rotovizradio using the hashtag RVMailbag. And uh, Pete, my man, many thanks for carving out the time, coming on the show today. Give us the plugs. Give us the deets. Where can we find you? What's uh, what's going on here? Um, oh, thanks. Uh, well, like I said, uh, I am going to be doing rookie content as soon as um, we put all of this 2018 fun to bed. Um, so really probably last two weeks of January, all through February and through the NFL draft. And then afterwards, uh, I'll be doing a lot of rookie analysis and some best ball analysis on my site. So uh, I'd love it if people check that out. And, uh, yeah, follow me at at Rotobahn, R-O-T-O-B-A-H-N. Boom. There it is. He drives 90. He might, he makes those <laughs> tweets really fast. And, uh, you guys get out there, follow him really fast, and it really is worth your time. And, uh, do not forget to rate and review the show on iTunes, folks. It means a lot. I'm Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe. Okay, bye. Whoa! That's a close one. Michael, slow down. You're going to crash. I can handle it, kid. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio and at Fantasy Gumshoe. Tell your friends about us, and do not forget to sign up for a 30% discount through our podcast homepage on rotoviz.com. It's a no-brainer, folks. Thanks for tuning in. seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop and as you lift that first forkful to your mouth you savor the moment to get amazing offers during the mercedes-benz summer event like the 2019 c-class sedan and glc suv the perfect recipes of driving performance plus you can enjoy six months of sirius xm all access included the mercedes-benz summer event now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles offers end september 3rd mercedes-benz the best or nothing they call you the grill master You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.